Welcome to FMH InsureCast, a podcast created by Farmers Mutual Hale, designed to deliver expertise and insights from trusted FMH team members and industry experts. Each new episode will dive into new products, industry updates, and innovative solutions. Let's get to today's topic. Welcome back to the FMH InsureCast. Today we are talking more in depth about the SCO and ECO crop insurance options. If you have not done so already, please check out our previous episode, which was in regards to the FSA programs, the ARC and PLC programs, because they do tie in very importantly with the SCO option on crop insurance. Today, to help lead the discussion on SCO and ECO, I have both Ken Ripley and Chuck Hefner with me. Uh, Ken, go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks, Ryan. Glad to be back again. Again, uh, Ken Ripley. I'm the regional sales manager for the Northwest region of FMH. And I'm Chuck Hefner. I'm a strategic account manager down here in Kansas and uh, glad to be back on the show. Thanks for having me, Ryan. You bet, Chuck. And of course, I am Ryan Bennis and I'm also a strategic account manager. Uh, Both Chuck and I work with uh, some of you lovely crop insurance agents out there. So, all we can say is that 2021 was a major season of change, and, and we have very high prices compared to what we've had the past five or six years. And that's, that's fun. Uh, that's cool. But it's also getting more expensive to grow a crop. And I think it's time to kind of reset um, maybe what we're doing in the crop insurance world as far as risk management and, and take a deeper dive now that our balance sheets are definitely different. Are we going to change how we're, we're treating crop insurance as well? So Ken, I'll start with you. Um, some tips to start off with about making that choice as far as crop insurance goes and the risk management plans that we, that we put together. Definitely an important thing to do this year is to make sure you know your uh, cost of production. Um, like I've said in prior podcasts, I farm up here in Minnesota and just like all producers across the country, we're getting sticker shock on what our costs of our inputs are. Uh, I stopped looking when inputs were over a hundred percent increase over last year uh, for many of those uh, items. So uh, if you were unfortunate, didn't have things locked in, I'm sure you're really feeling the pain on especially something uh, like your nitrogen. I mean, I'm hearing numbers over triple of what they were a year ago in some areas. So uh, having said that, it's critical to know where you're at, what your cost is, because it's going to be very important to make sure you have that number as you just determine what level of multi of multiple you have in order to make sure you're protecting yourself in the event that we have another drought or have you know significant price drop or whatever that is. But uh, definitely take the time over these winter months to put together that uh, before you meet with your crop agent. Yeah. So Chuck, can you tell me a little bit more in depth? So, okay, I'm walking into my crop insurance agent's office. I know I know about what my cost of production is. How do I make sure that I'm getting close to that number? And maybe talk to me a little bit about some of these tools that we have that are fairly new to us that we can use to, to get us closer to those real costs. Yeah. So traditionally, the, the most, uh, most used one in the past had always been maybe looking at increasing our coverage level. Uh, so if I was at a 75% coverage level in years past uh, and I need a little more coverage, maybe maybe look at that 80% level or 85% coverage level. Those are great ways to be able to cover our costs. 
utilizing utilizing more of our multi-parallel policy. Uh, but there are also other options out there that we can look at to effectively increase our, our insurance coverage. And that would be by looking at SCO, Supplemental Coverage Option, or ECO, the Enhanced Coverage Option that came out last year. Those two products are, are area-based products, but uh, SCO gets us up to 86%, and uh, ECO gets us up to 90 or 95% on a county-based policy, of course, uh, but we can get quite a bit higher than what our underlying multi-parallel policy would allow for us to, to purchase. Awesome. Awesome. And, and if I was walking in there and I know my cost of production, um, how do I talk to my agent about what I'm actually getting guaranteed? And if I need something like SCO or an ECO to get me over the hump, I mean, is there a quick way I can see exactly how much coverage I have guaranteed at each level? Yeah. So on a quote, you know, your agent will be able to throw together a quote for you very quickly uh, utilizing your own APHs on your policy. So you're able to look at the different levels and see how many dollars of how many bushels you have covered and how many dollars you would have uh, of coverage at each individual level. Got it. Okay. Ken, we heard SCO and ECO. Can you give us a refresher on both of those? Uh, What the heck are they? You bet. So yeah, so SCO, supplemental coverage option, that is going to take from whatever multi-parallel level you elect up to 86%. So let's say you're you're in South Dakota and you'd like to buy a 70% multi-parallel. If you have an elected PLC at FSA, the farms that are in that farm number would be eligible to have SCO coverage up to 86 from the 70% level you had. Um, ECO is one of the benefits, and that was again new last year, uh, allows you to go up to 90 or 95% level, and it doesn't matter what you elect at the FSA. So you can make an ARC or PLC decision independent of the ECO decision. So that'll go from 86% up to 90 or 95, whichever you so choose. Uh, and uh, uh, the SEO has a, um, a higher subsidy than the ECO, but both have, uh, both have nice uh, uh, RMA subsidies for those products. Very nice. And they, they use the same yields, right, Ken? And they, they're both paid at the same time. Yes, they do. So the expected county yield um, that was uh, part of uh, SCO, ECO, and even our margin protection policy, they're all using the same exact uh, set county yield. And the actual yield is the same number as well for all of our area-based plans. So there's not any difference in, in what, the, what the triggers are and, and how they're, they're done, but it's, uh, the difference is going to be with SCO and ECO compared to your regular multi-parallel is the timing of that payment will not come until June of 2023 because it's an area-based plan. We have to get all the yields from every producer that has crop insurance in the county, their yields in, compile that data through FSA or through RMA, excuse me, and that will then drive the actual yield. So the The outlay yield is a very good number because it is the actual yield from every producer with crop insurance in the county. Perfect. And I heard you mention that 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 SCO in particular has that tie-in with the ARC and PLC programs that particularly can't be elected where we have ARC elected at FSA. Correct. And I would say for a little bit more in-depth conversation on that, we already recorded a podcast 
in regards to the FSA elections. And we talk a little bit more in depth about how those two play together. And frankly, why somebody might elect PLC on purpose, not because they think it's the better program necessarily, but they would do it in, with the sole intention of being able to purchase SCO. So check out that other podcast if you got more questions on that. But with that in mind, we have tools in our toolbox to make sure that we are um, getting as much coverage as we need. But let's say um, in a real life situation, I walked into my agent's office and I'm up to, who knows, I don't even know where the numbers are anymore, $850 an acre and costs to put a corn crop in the ground. I don't know if I'm off on that, Ken, or if I'm high or low, or it probably depends on who I'm talking to. It's going to depend on when you bought. You're going to be low in some spots and you're going to be high if you bought early. So <laughs> right, yeah, you're right. going to hit the middle. <laughs> so, so let's say I know my number though, and I walk in and agent tells me, hey, this is what you had last year. It guarantees you $775 of coverage. Okay. Now, maybe some producers are comfortable with that risk of $75 an acre. I personally wouldn't be. So I would try to find some way to get me closer, if not over my costs. Uh, I'll start with the first option, which Chalk mentioned at the top, which is I can, of course, raise my multiparal level. And if I'm doing that, as I move up a level, it's going to increase my guarantee. Yes, I'm paying for it, but I'm getting those guaranteed dollars. Um, and I have to consider that premium increase in my costs as well. But as I move up, I'm almost inevitably going to be money ahead um, in terms of how much I'm guaranteeing myself. So, th so the pros of that is it's really simple. It's easy. It's my individual coverage. If I, get, if I have a loss on my own farm, I'm going to get paid on time for that loss. Um, that's the pro of just raising my multiparal level. The con is that it costs quite a bit to go up a level, um, not uh, universally, but in most places. Moving up a level is almost double the cost. It's just short of double the cost moving up one level. So if I'm going from 70 to 75, it's probably about an 80% increase in my premium. From 75 to 80, same thing. And it's not maybe, it maybe doesn't make full sense, but when you look at the subsidies and how many dollars the government actually pitches in in terms of premium, how many dollars they pitch in at 85 is really not that much different to how many dollars they pitch in at 75. It's almost the same. So when you're moving from 75 to 80 or 80 to 85, most of that cost, if not almost all of it, is coming out of your pocket. The government basically stops paying for a subsidy once they get over 75%. So that's the con, right? We can raise our multiple level. And in plenty of areas across the Midwest, 80, 85% makes plenty of sense. But there's also lots of places where 70 and 75% is the norm. And that's just based off cost. So chalk, give me another option. If I can't do it with my individual coverage, give me another option. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I want to talk about SCO there, but before I get to SCO, one thing that I want to mention is we do have the opportunity in areas where we have irrigation to vary those levels by practice, by irrigation practice. So there are a number of producers in the territory I cover uh, that they want to make sure they have enough coverage on that irrigated ground. They're, they're fertilizing for a 250 bushel uh, year. And uh, so they'll raise their multi-parallel level on the irrigated ground up to 80% and then keep their non-irrigated down to maybe a 70 where, where it's typically at. There's another element thinking out there where 
producers say, you know what, my yields are very consistent on my irrigated. My um, really only cause a loss there is a hailstorm. I'll save dollars on the multi-parallel, have it maybe at a 60% coverage level there and keep my non-irrigated high where, where yields aren't uh, so consistent and um, throw those saved dollars at, at a hail protection policy. So uh, different ways of thinking there, but we do have the opportunity to vary those by irrigation practice. Now, think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So on, on the SEO, um, you know, thinking about supplemental coverage option, um, some of the pros there is we get to use our underlying policy to determine that liability as, uh, as Ken had mentioned earlier, we do use RMA numbers for our expected and final yields. Uh, and so, uh, the numbers do come from the actual production that gets reported through the crop insurance policy. And, uh, the SEO policy is pretty well subsidized at 65%, uh, which means it's relatively affordable for, for you, the producer. Some of the cons of SEO, uh, one is not individualized coverage. It is county-based coverage. Another one is volatility factors. As they increase, uh, so does your cost for SEO, just like your underlying multi-parallel. Uh, since price is a, is a factor for payments on the SEO side, uh, the higher the volatility, the more likely that price might fall through and uh, cause losses on the SEO side. And then timing of payments, waiting until June of the following year to, to collect on my SEO policy. Um, we, we need to make sure that we are aware of that when we purchase that SEO policy that yes, it may offer increased coverage for this year. Uh, however, we wanna make sure that uh, we are understanding that that SEO payment may not come out or will not come out until June of the following crop year. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Ken, we can raise our level, we can add SEO. Is there another option? Yes, absolutely. The ECO, the enhanced coverage option, um, and there's definitely some pros and cons. Some of them very similar to what uh, Chalk had mentioned with SCO. Uh, one of the nice things about ECO, let's say you want to have that county trigger as high as possible. So you buy a 95% ECO policy, your, your multi-parallel doesn't have to tie in all the way up from 95 down to whatever multi-parallel level, you can actually leave a gap. So you could choose, a, let's just say, an 80% multi-parallel, not put SCO on, and then have 86 to 95 with ECO. That gives you that option to, to move those dollars. Let's say you have a budget of whatever number per acre, and you're willing to leave a gap on that coverage, have that trigger be higher from a county standpoint, since, again, it is a county program, so we need to have a, 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 an area-based plan. We need to have a, a county trigger um, as high as possible for, to, to keep, those, keep those coverages in the high side. Um, so that's one of the pros. Con, again, it, with any area plan, is it's, uh, it's not just your yield. So if you happen to get hit on your farm um, with a hailstorm uh, and the county does not, county probably wouldn't trigger and wouldn't protect you. But uh, one of the big things, especially uh, as I look at it on my farm, one of the things with these prices being so high and my risks being so high with my input costs, we're looking for that revenue, that price protection. So having a high price trigger uh, in these uh, very expensive commodities uh, input standpoint is nice to have that option to move dollars around and uh, move those triggers as high as possible. Now, that's a great point, Ken. And I think one thing you said in there that I want to pull out for sure is we do talk about county plans as being a con, but when you talk just solely about revenue and price, 
when prices fall, it hits everybody the same. So if the reasons, one of the main reasons we're looking at SCO and ECO is to protect our current prices, um, those are going to work the same, whether it's our own farm or the county, because we're using the same prices. Uh, the, the, the only disconnect between SCO, ECO, and our individual coverages is our individual yield versus the county yield. And depending on where you're at, I mean, there's lots of areas where it's hard to, to differ from the county a lot. And then there's other areas where there's wild differences between producers within the same county. Um, and you can probably already identify, self-identify with which, which uh, category you fall into there. And then I guess with that said, we have these different ways that we can add coverage um, to, to our bottom or to our guarantees. We see ECO and SCO as increasing in popularity. And I think it is because we have a need for that high guarantee when we have these high inputs. ECO and SCO are also going to be cheaper alternatives to generally cheaper alternatives to buying up on our level or to even buying private products meant specifically to cover that top end of individual coverage. So for us at Farmers Mutual Hail, um, we've had ramp product for the last several years and we, and we will still offer that again in 2022. But in terms of cost, ECO and SCO as, as far as how many dollars you pay for, for your coverage uh, are going to be cheaper than what ramp is. Um, and that's because it's subsidized and it's because it's a county plan. So with that said, uh, just a couple of numbers. If you have never heard of SCO before in particular, I would say get ready. Uh, it's going to be a hot topic this year. Previously from the 2015 when SCO was introduced through 2020, the total amount of premium written in the nation on SCO was $311 million. In 2021 alone, we wrote $234 million of SCO. And that is because of actually the previous episode that we mentioned, with ARC and PLC both very unlikely to pay, there's not much reason to stick with an ARC program when you can't buy SCO. And so more people are moving to the PLC program to be able to buy SCO and they've elected it. Also with just one year of ECO uh, under our belts, we wrote $221 million of ECO in 2021. That was just under one year. Um, so you can imagine that's going to be popular again this year, especially with a very high price to protect. And so look for those two products, those two supplemental options, I should say, to really kick off. But, but, big but, right? They are county plans. And I can totally understand a producer coming to us and saying, I'm just not comfortable working off a county plan by itself. Or I'm just not comfortable with the county plan, period. So if somebody needs coverage for their own farm, Ken, can you talk to me about some of the alternatives that we have here at Farmers Mutual Hail that could possibly help them with individual coverage on their own farm? Yeah, one of them uh, that we've had around here for a few years now, like you mentioned before, our ramp product, that's a, that's a private product that you can put uh, in conjunction with your multi-pearl. You can buy it uh, with a band 
10% band above your multi-apparel level, or you could buy it above and alongside your multi-apparel. So we have some wider band options. Um, one thing that's gaining some popularity, especially in my, my region, is that uh, an 80 or an 85 to 50% band. So it allows you to put some additional coverage that is uh, optional unit-based coverage alongside your multi-apparel. Uh, so you could buy an enterprise policy throw a little extra on the side here with some optional unit structure with the ramp and, and individualize that coverage to give you that top end you need, especially if you have an increase in inputs and you, you need to have more dollars of coverage to protect your bottom line. But I'll save another, some other products for, for Chuck to have some fun with. Yeah, Chuck. So uh, we have some, some new fun things to talk about. Can you talk, talk to us a little bit about those new fun things for 2022? Yeah. So um, thank you, Ken, for saving the, the, the good stuff for me. Um, <laughs> we have SCO Plus and uh, ECO Plus. So these are two new policies, products that FMH has rolled out for 2022. Uh, these are specific to FMH. Um, and, and how they work is it's optional unit coverage that goes alongside your SEO policy. Uh, so SCO, let's say you have a 75% RP policy and you purchase SCO with that. So you have county-based coverage from 75 up to 86%. What SCO Plus does is it buys back that optional unit coverage from that 75% multi-parallel policy up to 86%. Um, that optional unit is uh, irregardless of what your underlying unit structure is with your multi-parallel. Uh, and so it will be that. Um, and then ECO plus is similar to that just on the, on the higher band. So going from 86 up to 90 or 95, whichever you purchase with your ECO policy, ECO plus will, will mimic that too, and give you optional unit coverage from 86% up to that 90 or 95%, uh, top end trigger, whichever you chose on the ECO policy side. Uh, your ECO plus and SCO plus policies are available for uh, corn, soybeans, and then spring wheat. Uh, so we do have those three crops that are available to purchase ECO plus and SEO plus on in 2022. Uh, that's corn that is grown for grain, not silage variety corn. Uh, we, we, if, if you're insuring it as silage type, then we cannot insure it with an SEO plus or ECO plus policy. Uh, and I will say that is spring wheat up in the, the Dakotas and Montana, that area uh, is, is the wheat that is available for coverage not the winter wheat that we love down here in Kansas yet. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if we can expand the policy to, to offer coverage for that in the future. Um, there are two different coverage bases. Uh, so you have revenue and yield type. Uh, and so you can purchase um, a yield base SEO plus policy on top of an RP policy. Yes. I would like to talk about that too, because I think that is the option if we're going this route, that makes the most sense. And then the reason for that is because, as I mentioned earlier, when prices go one direction or another, they affect everybody the same, right? Everybody is affected by that price drop or that price increase. Where ECO, where SCO fail to cover us as individuals adequately, is in our difference in yield versus how the county performed. Um, and if that's the only difference that we really need to protect, then it's pretty, I would say, a pretty good plan to think about 
adding just yield coverage on ECO or SCO plus because the ECO and SCO endorsements already have those prices built into them. And I'm assuming we're buying these products with a underlying RP policy, which means SCO and ECO would also be revenue-based. And so the only remaining hole in our coverage is individual losses in that same band of coverage. Ken or Chalk, anything to add? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd definitely echo your um, statement on that. Just because one of the things that we also keep in mind is as we're talking about adding these coverages, obviously there's an expense that goes along with all three of these products. You have your multi-parallel, you've got your SCO. If you do the SCO plus, you're adding another expense. So by adding just the yield component, you're going to keep that coverage uh, cost down, which is another good play, especially as we're talking about increases in all commodity expenses. Uh, you're going to see increases in insurance and you want to go with a full Cadillac, we can, but it may it's definitely something you'd want to look at and decide to maybe scale back and go a yield only since that's like you said very eloquently, Ryan, is that that is the, the unprotected piece of the um, SCO or ECO type of product. Excellent. Chuck, any uh, final thoughts on those two new options that we'll have for 22? Yeah, one thing I do want to talk about is the offsetting payment of, of the two. Ah. Um, and so with SCO Plus and ECO Plus, you, you purchase an ECO policy or an SCO policy and then the Plus product alongside of it. And uh, essentially, you're going to get paid the higher payment, whether that comes from the SCO policy or the SCO Plus, the optional unit coverage or the county-based coverage. Uh, and then, so, so you can't double dip is essentially what we're, we're talking about there. Perfect. So just to recap this and, and jump in, guys, if you have anything else to add, but we have for 2022 um, an old option, which is SCO, which we think is going to gain in popularity, and a, a fairly new option in ECO only in its second year, which we also believe will be a popular option. And both of those are easy ways to increase our amount of coverage in a subsidized product that helps us raise our floor. And really in a year like 2022, where we're expecting to set prices high, but we also have this uh, grim reaper of input costs behind us, that we need to make sure we set a floor high enough in our price in order to feel comfortable. ECO and SCO are very big helps and help us establish that price as high as possible. And as we get closer to sales closing date here, we'll talk about different combinations, different strategies with these two and more and different considerations for how you put this all together. But we wanted to put this on your radar, particularly today, because we know you're going to be going into making that FSA decision soon. And so please check out that podcast as well. But we wanted you to get a bigger, a more in-depth understanding about how both SEO and ECO work and why there's something to consider for 2022. Final thoughts from you first, Ken. Yeah, the, as you're recapping, there's the only thing I want to mention too. So there's, especially in, in my area, I've got a lot of non-program crops at FSA. Just want to highlight too, SCO is available for crops like potatoes and sugar beets and things like that. Crops that don't have an ARC or PLC election, you do have the option to put SCO product uh, policy on those. So something to consider because we don't know all crops have an increase of uh, risk this year with the increased inputs. Absolutely. Chalk, anything else? Great point, Ken, there. 
No, I, I mostly I want to thank you for having us on, Ryan. I, I always appreciate getting to uh, talk through these different opportunities with with two of the greatest minds in, in FMH. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, if, they, if they saw the uncut version of this they would be like why is that guy doing this uh he can't get anything right so um i don't have any other thoughts i would just say this i am personally excited uh being a bit of a crop insurance nerd about the 2022 year just because we have something different to talk about and and really it is not just exciting for me, but it is totally necessary for farmers, I think, to really evaluate where their coverage is when we have these prices increasing as fast as they have and input costs following up. We really need to know how much it's costing us to put the crop in the ground so that we can cover ourselves adequately through the wonderful options that we have in the crop insurance world. So with that, that is the FMH InsureCast for today. Thanks again for tuning in. And uh, you will hear from us again soon. You've been listening to FMH InsureCast. We appreciate you joining us today and would like to hear from you. If you have questions about today's topic or an idea to share for an upcoming podcast, you can contact us at fmhpodcast at fmh.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast is intended for information purposes only. See policy provisions, terms, and conditions for details. Products underwritten by Farmers Mutual Hail Insurance Company of Iowa and its affiliates, West Des Moines, Iowa. Farmers Mutual Hail is an equal opportunity provider.